it is great to be back, guys, here on this great platform to vent to you guys and talk. Welcome back. It is the Common Guy Podcast, Episode 4. Appreciate you for joining us. I'm your host, Austin Durham. And today, like I said, we're just happy to be back on this beautiful platform to talk to you guys. I got a ton to go over. So let's not waste any more time. A lot of interesting stuff has been happening, not only in the sports world, but in our everyday lives. So we're going to get right into that. Hope you guys are having a good week. Hope you guys are staying, you know, connected with your people, staying connected with your family. And and by family, I mean the people that really love you and support the most. That doesn't have to necessarily mean that that's your real family you know family's not uh family's not all about that in my eyes so um we'll get into that we'll get into a bunch of stuff but for one thing i want to start off with this tyson fury and deontay wilder last weekend if you missed this fight then you not only missed an all-time fight you missed one of the best sporting events we've ever seen there's something special about two heavyweight fighters and you know I'm, anybody that knows me knows I am a primarily MMA and UFC guy um, I'll watch Bellator I'll watch UFC Fight Pass with with fights old fights and fights from Japan but I do like the mixed martial arts more than I like boxing but last weekend boxing got set on fire by one of the greatest fights I've ever seen ever. There's something special that captivates the the United not only the United States but the whole world when it comes to heavyweight boxing. It's different than any division in boxing because of the size of the guys, not only the size of the guys, but when we see huge athletes like LeBron James or like Carmelo Anthony or any of these tall huge athletes Dwight Howard or you know anyone like that we marvel over how tall these people are seven feet able to move like a gazelle you know like it's we're not used to seeing it so they always get more views they always get more when you got somebody of great size of great you know stature so last weekend when you have Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder and Deontay Wilder not taking any you know thing away from Deontay Wilder he knocked down Tyson Fury twice in the fight Fury gets up and just absolutely outboxes him for the rest of the fight and here's the thing about Tyson Fury it's it's almost like in all of his fights when he gets knocked down he he weathers storms so good and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a different light but he was wet, he's weathering these storms from a top five hitting human being on planet Earth. You know, um, besides uh, Mike Tyson and Francis Ngannou and a couple of other guys, Deontay Wilder punches harder than any human being on this Earth. So for Tyson Fury to take those big shots and still keep coming, it was unbelievable to watch. Um, it, it was it lasted. There was only a 12 round fight. It finished in the 11th and every single round. 
had constant action. You know, a big reason why I don't watch a ton of boxing is because there's a lot of grabbing. There's a lot of, you know, just dead time in boxing. And you only got a three-minute round. Sometimes when they're just opening up, then the round's already over. So that was an unbelievable fight and put on one of the best shows ever. You know, Tyson Fury didn't want to quit. He didn't want to quit. And it goes back to just our mental toughness is so strong. If we if we build it up and we have that mental toughness, we can set our mind. It sounds corny, man, but like you can set your mind to do anything. But what holds us back is fear. You know, so our mental toughness and the mental toughness that Tyson Fury showed to win that fight was unbelievable. You know, like I was I'll tell you this right now, like as far as quitting goes, like I went to Cycle Bar the other day for the first time. I had a friend. She recommended that I go check it out because I'm always talking about this or this about exercise or whatever. And it's a cool concept, you know, like a lot of these workout concepts out now you you either go into a studio or it's got weird lighting or or what have you listen to music and it's like a group atmosphere and and that's really big in today's time you know the whole group fitness thing but just going in there for my first time it's a 45 minute ride man and you got nothing but 20 year old girls that do this every day or every other day they go to cycle bar so i'm in there dying 10 minutes in, it's 45 minute ride, 10 minutes in, I'm completely dying and I wanted to give up, but there's a certain pressure too of like, you're in a room with a whole bunch of people and, and you don't want to quit. You know, you don't want to be the one that has to, um, to stop the class or anything or interrupt and you, you want to push yourself. And so at the end of the 45 minutes, I felt unbelievable that I had finished Honestly, it was this huge like euphoria, this huge feeling because honestly at 10 minutes I wanted to quit. So, it's just big to keep pushing and and that's what we're going to talk about too. So, one of my switching gears a little bit, one of my favorite athletes man of faith was talking about Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks quarterback was talking about fear. And that's what the episode today is going to be called. We're going to talk a little bit about fear and what it dictates for our lives and our situations. So he was talking about fear. And I always looked up to Russ because he uses his platform to glorify God. And no matter what you believe in, a lot of celebrities use their platform for terrible things. And, you know, no matter what you believe in, Russell Wilson is you know, a good man in my book. So he was talking about how fear isn't real. It's just an illusion. And it's only real if we make it real. It's only real if we are so scared that, you know, we can't even get out of our own way. You know, um, we fear so much in life and it holds us back. And, you know, personally, it's held me back from a lot. You know, I don't know about you guys, but fear of getting into a relationship, fear of doing this show, fear of one of my my dreams, which is stand up comedy and getting on stage, you know, and, and performing like there's a lot of fears that hold us back from doing great things. So whenever you feel scared, whenever you feel worried, you need to bring yourself face to face with that fear. 
you know, there's a lot of fear in me doing this podcast, um, you know, making it sound good and making it not sound like I'm a complete beginner when I am. You know, I had this manager when I worked for Mazda and he, you know, slanging them cars. You know, I, I had this manager that would always talk about if you can't see yourself, you know, doing this, then fake it till you make it. That's what he said. He would say, fake it till you make it. And, you know, a lot of the times people can do that. You can fake it until you actually, you know, sometimes people don't even want to go to college to be a doctor or be a lawyer, but they're so deep in that they just go ahead and graduate and then they end up doing this for the rest of their lives. Not saying that they want to, but anyways, so when it comes to fear, we have got to speak goodness into our lives, goodness into our brain, not allow negative thoughts to creep in and tell us, Ah, uh, you can't do that. Why would you even try? There's a ton of, you know, uh, there's a ton of hot girls out there that don't want nothing to do with you or whatever the case may be for you. You know, there's a ton of, you know, people that would never listen to the show or there's a ton of, you know, so whatever it may be, uh, whether you're thinking, oh, I won't get that job even if I apply for it. Or like I said, that girl won't go out with me if I go over there and ask her or you know, my friends aren't going to like me if I choose to do this. So we just got to keep speaking goodness into our lives and positivity and and keeping people around us that truly bring us happiness and, and positive vibes instead of anything that, that manifests fear. Because fear is just terrible for our well-being and it's terrible for how we go about our lives. So address... My advice would be, and I'm going to take my own advice, address what you're scared of and push right through it. Walk right up to what you're scared of and say, yo, I'm coming at you and, you know, we're going to fight or whatever, you know, because I guarantee you the fear of failing sucks worse than never trying and feeling like, man, I could have had that. I could have talked to her. I could have had that job, you know, so if you can't, Trip John Tripp used to also say, this was one of my favorites that he, he ever threw out. If you think that you can't, you're probably right. And if you think that you can, you're probably right. You know, uh, when I went through that, when I went and sold cars at the dealerships that I worked for, you learn so much about people. You learn so much about life within a car dealership. And it sounds weird, but it's just like such a raw place where people are giving uh, big amounts of money that you learn so quickly about people's personality. People, you know, uh, oh, I'm scared of buying this car because da da da. Like it, you learn about uh, stuff that you can use in way different phases of life. You know, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the lessons that I learned. And uh, and if you're asking me, hey, Austin, what's a fear that you really need to face? Like I said, my dream is, and this doesn't have to be on a major scale. I don't have to have a Netflix special. That's not what this is about. You know, I've uh, I have 
spent my whole life saying, whether it be in class, in high school, in college, in, you know, just social settings. Like, I spent my whole life, like, saying little wisecracks and making the whole room kind of laugh. And that's always made me feel good. The fear that I need to face, if you're asking me, I want to do stand-up comedy at just a little bullshit comedy club in Charlotte, Greenville, you know, local area. I want to do it so bad for the last five years, but guess what's held me back from ever going on stage? It's fear. You know, like I said, my whole life I made people laugh and smile. I want to share that. I want to get up on stage with random people on their date nights and, and, you know, just make people laugh and make people smile. I believe I'm capable of it. I believe I have the the brain and the thought process for it, but fear has kept me from committing and, oh man, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to be terrible. They're not going to laugh. So, you know, like I said, this show and stand-up comedy are two things that I'm facing, I'm looking right in the face and I'm saying, I might not be comfortable right now, but I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and I'm going to do something that one, makes me happy and two, makes other people happy, potentially. So, um, but yeah, not to be doom and gloom, just trying to, you know, like in this show, we're going to talk about real life subjects and that's just what we're going to do because oftentimes like a barbershop topic. We got to get this stuff off our chest. So I'm glad we talked a little bit about fear. We're going to move on to some sports. Baseball playoffs are going to get going here soon. And I know that sounds crazy coming from me because I don't watch a ton of baseball. Nobody really does, to be honest with you. And I'm not coming down hard on baseball. I'm just saying there's 162 games and nobody, unless you're a huge fan of just one team, nobody wants to watch all those games. So October is perfect for baseball. September and October coming down the stretch is the time to watch. Um, we won't cover it much. We're usually NFL and MMA, and that's it. But when baseball starts heating up and the World Series, we'll talk a little bit about the World Series. I'm going to watch. I usually watch the series. I won't lie. I usually watch out of seven games. If it goes seven games, I usually watch like three games of the series. So um, there's some good matchups this year. We'll get into a little bit of baseball. If Now, going to baseball games live is fantastic. Like, if you haven't been to a baseball game live, that is a totally different thing than watching it on, you know, TBS. It is because it's just like beer and stadium noises. Uh, you know, they got the every inning, they got some kind of games that they're coming out and playing in between innings or like food and hot dogs and pretzels. Like it, baseball is two different things when you go to the game or when you stay at home and watch the game. So, um, NBA preseason is also done. Julius Randle from the Knicks ended the preseason, hit a game winner against the Wizards, comeback win, and my Knicks are looking good to start off everything. I'm I'm saying at least a 50-win team um, if they're still playing 82 games. I got to double-check on that because, as you know, COVID came through and, and messed up all of our lives, including our, our, our normal schedules of when these teams are in off season and when they're actually playing. So if I had to say something early right now, the Lakers look unbeatable 
and we know that LeBron is an attention whore. So he wasn't in the limelight last year. We had two young teams in the limelight. LeBron's going to be looking to, whether you like him or not, he's going to be looking. He's still one of the best in the world, and he's going to be looking to be in the in the spotlight this year with fans in the stands because the last time he won was in the bubble. And uh, I don't even consider that bubble championship. Like, that would be the only championship that I look at and I'm like, yeah, it's not really, it's like a half a championship in my mind, you know? So, cause they, the, 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 the scheduling and the games and the whole bubble was so weird that year. I can't even like, nobody's even going to remember that bubble championship to be, to be honest with you. Get some of this water real quick. <clears throat> so yeah, NFL and primarily UFC, but I'll cover some MMA, some big fights in the MMA too. Um, obviously, um, UFC is just a promotion under all MMA. But when we say UFC, it's like the NFL now. It's like the NBA. They've built it to an empire. And so we'll talk. That's what we'll mainly talk. Speaking of UFC, two huge cards coming up. Obviously, November 6th with Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman or Marty as I like to call him, my boy Kyle, I always play with him because this dude's real name is Marty. He's from Nebraska, but now he, all of a sudden, when the other two champions are from Nigeria, Israel Adesanya and Francis Ngannou are from Nigeria, repping their flags, now this guy's the Nigerian nightmare and all this stuff. So it's just funny. Uh, I'm hoping that Kobe wins that fight. That's coming up on November 6th. Excited about that. Ton of fights on that card. We got Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler who are going to throw bombs at each other that night. So I'm excited about that card. But I'm more excited, really close to my birthday, about UFC 269 in Vegas, December the 11th. We got Jorge Gamebred Masvidal versus Leon Rocky Edwards. It's the perfect time for this fight. And if you don't know, Masvidal got, you know, had a little famous skid of he punched Leon Edwards backstage two years ago um, after a fight. They had both fought each. They had both fought different opponents. Leon had said something to Masvidal backstage while he was being interviewed and Masvidal didn't like it too much. So he went over and did the famous three piece in a soda on him, cut his eye backstage. So now two years later. It's perfect timing. Um, and I, you know, my boy Masvidal got knocked out in Jacksonville. I went down to Jacksonville, my first trip to Florida ever. Absolutely wonderful. And I uh, hope to even move there one day. Like, Florida is wonderful. But went down to Florida uh, in April, and Masvidal, you know, got flatlined by the best fighter in the world right now, you know, Marty Fake Newsman. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's the perfect time for this Masvidal-Leon Edwards fight. The matchmaking the past two years in the UFC has been absolutely ridiculous. Besides one fight, they've given us every fight that we want to see. Every fight. The UFC is putting on a clinic, especially since COVID. They're putting on a clinic. The only fight that we haven't seen that we want to see is John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. But besides that... Every fight, 
you know, we got Gaethje Chandler, like I said. We got Masvidal Edwards. We got so many fights that, you know, we're being blessed with. So, all right, guys. Fellas topic of the week. This week is inspired by one of my favorite movies of all time, Hitch. Now, coming up. I took my I took my little girlfriend that I had at the time out to see Hitch in theaters, and I remember, man. And I'm, you know, coming up, I was a huge Fresh Prince of Bel Air fan, so I'm a huge Will Smith fan. I watched Men in Black, so like, you know, Wild Wild West. So Will Smith at the time that that movie dropped was just like one of my favorite, you know, favorite actors. So, fellas, topic of the week this week. <clears throat> is inspired by Hitch. So this week I want to discuss first dates. And honestly, the male perspective on these first dates. I'm going to get like, if I, if I got ladies listening to the show, welcome ladies. I can't, you know, I can't believe you're listening to a half comedy podcast mixed with sports. But if you are, I appreciate you. And yeah, this one, I'm going to give you inside the mind of kind of a, uh, a male who's been on a lot of first dates, you know, so let's get right into it. The pressure that comes on those first dates is so weird because we, we don't know this person, you know, we're out, we're, we don't know if we got food on our face. We don't know if we got, you know, something hanging out of our nose. So it's already a interesting situation to be in. Um, and I think that I've grown to be able to be in social situations with women and talk pretty easily. But I remember being like 18 and 17, 18 and like tough to find stuff to talk about with women, you know, because you get nervous about maybe what you're thinking or what they're thinking. And so I think on first dates. I'm gonna give us I'm gonna give us a couple tips today to kind of work through if you're going on a first date and what to do. So I typically I wanna meet at a nice chill like downtown neutral bar restaurant. Um I used the word I used the word meet because I want you guys that I want to park somewhere in my car, you park somewhere in your car. I'm not picking you up on the first day and you're not picking me up. Like we, I think that until you get to know somebody for a while now, if you're talking for months before you meet up the first time, then you might go pick them up. But if you've been talking for like a week or two, it's best to go, just go ahead, meet, come up with a restaurant you know, both independently have to choose to make a plan and show up. So that already shows interest too. like, hey, meet me at this restaurant downtown. You know, like I think I just think that her I think that the lady showing up already has already shown like, man, she went through parking and everything and met me downtown like that already shows some interest. So I like I just like that. Once you first meet, though, there's like a series of these awkward questions where you're trying to, quote unquote, get to know each other. But it's like silliness. Like you got plenty of time to 
ask stupid questions like, you know, what's your favorite movie and what's your favorite color and all this crazy nonsense. But that first 10 minutes on the date, the first 20 minutes, you should just be worried about like not blowing her mind with how fun you are, but just be like talking about positivity and like fun subjects, man. Like come up with something, you know, hey, uh, are you into sports? Are you? And then as soon as she says that, you just go off on like a, a, a conversation. You know, instead of just this question asking back and forth that doesn't really make men or women comfortable, you got to show your personality. Women want to see the real you. If they don't like you, that's okay. But men and women, vice versa, we want to see the real person. I know I've been out on first dates and like, this is not the real her. She's like, you know, like you can just tell that they're just doing everything they can to be cool and not. I want to see you be goofy and like you know, snorting, laughing, like, I don't care, you know, I want to see you be who you are, so, and another thing, too, you know, women like to be comfortable, and if you can unlock that laughing, happy side, then you got the best chance of building a good relationship, so don't take yourself so seriously, you know, I think sometimes as men, we go out on these dates, and we take ourselves super seriously, and we're trying to be just this James Bond type of, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. Y'all might not do this. Y'all might not do what I do, but like that first date, man, I'm trying to be, it's like a job interview almost. Like it's, there's like pressure packed in there where you are trying not to trip over the rug at any of these places. You're trying not to stumble any words. You're making sure you don't got nothing in your teeth when she goes to the bathroom. Like it's a whole thing that, you know, So don't take yourself too seriously, though. I've been around so many guys that are cool guys to be around. They're they're cool guys to be around. But as soon as a group of women show up at like a, you know, a party when I was 18 or 19 or, you know, whatever. Oh, they switch their whole personality up to impress these girls. And that's just that's not how that's not going to ever show somebody your true self. You know, like I said, man, I've came out and said, hey. It could be because I had a single mom my whole life that I have more sensitivity to women, that I have more sensitivity to people. You know, uh, I didn't grow up with a a hard nosed dad always on me. So maybe it's my compassion and my sensitivity is higher than others. But then I'm missing other stuff that you get from your dad, you know. So main question is, if someone really likes you, they're going to make it known. So just relax, be yourself. Listen, when you're on a date and women are talking, I think sometimes like it says in the movie on Hitch, like this always makes me laugh. And the movie is like, don't be wondering what she looks like naked when you just ask her her favorite painting. Like as soon as she's responding, we're not even listening. We're like checking her out. We're looking at her lips. We're looking at her eyes. And then when she asks us a, a a question about that subject or about what she was just talking about, we're, uh, 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 we don't even know what she just said. So pay attention, answer the questions, have a thought with substance. And when you're super comfortable and you're having a good time, she'll be having a good time. So don't force anything. Instead, if it's good and it's meant for you, it'll find you. Guys, those are just my thoughts. I hope you guys are having a great weekend. I love this show.
I hope you guys are beginning to love this show. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep making each other better. Iron sharpens iron. You guys can leave comments on the show. If you go on my anchor page, you can leave messages for me. Support your friends. Support your country. Support your family. Every day in life, just enjoy it. It's a blessing. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Enjoy your week. Peace.